the Public News Service Daily Newscast, January the 30th, 2024. I'm Mike Clifford. We head first to Indiana, where the lieutenant governor asked the Family and Social Services Administration Monday to pause budget cuts that could punish Indiana's most vulnerable residents. The clawback follows a $1 billion mistake made by state revenue forecasters. The contentious change poses a direct threat to state money paid to family caregivers, impacting parents who rely on the legally responsible individuals, the LRI program. It provides a paycheck for parents who give around-the-clock care to their medically complex children. Among those leading the charge is Amanda Walker from Crawfordsville. She is primary caregiver to her four-year-old son, William. This program allows me to take him to Cincinnati multiple times a month when you have more than 10 specialists out of state. Walker says the FSSA has not provided the number of families who could be impacted by cuts. I'm Joe O'Leary, Public News Service. Parents plan to rally every Monday at the State House when the legislature is in session and are using social media to spread awareness with an online petition. Now, from the Associated Press, U.S. forces may have mistaken an enemy drone for an American one and may have let it pass unchallenged into a desert base in Jordan where it killed three U.S. troops and wounded dozens more. The AP reports the details of the Sunday attack emerged as President Biden faced a difficult balancing act, blaming Iran and looking to strike back in a forceful way without causing any further escalation of the Gaza conflict. And City of Richmond workers have ratified their first union contract. It includes a cumulative 10.5% raise over the life of the contract. There is also a pool of $1 million for salary upgrades, retaliation protections when engaging in union activities on city property, and puts the burden on the city to prove legitimate cause for all discipline issues such as termination. Workers say they are ecstatic about how this will improve their jobs. Felicia Boney with the city's Department of Social Services describes how it benefits city workers. It puts us all on equal playing fields. I'm sure there'll be some bumps in the road that we will have to iron out because this is new not only to us, but the city of Richmond. But it just makes everything so much more equal for the future of the employees. She adds this will allow understaffed departments to attract people to these jobs. Before this contract, Boney says morale was low since people were doing their jobs as well as that of several others. One sticking point for negotiations was having a labor management committee to give workers a voice. The new contract goes into effect on July 1st. I'm Edwin J. Vieira. This is Public News Service. Next, we head to Tennessee, where one in eight people who have experienced hunger is a child. The Volunteer State is tackling childhood hunger this summer by opting into the new Summer Electronic Benefit Transfer Program. This initiative will allocate $77 million to provide food assistance for 644,000 low-income students across the state. Signe Anderson with the Tennessee Justice Center says eligible children, primarily those receiving free or reduced lunch at school, will receive $40 per month, totaling $120 in food benefits over the summer break. The state has until February the 15th to submit its plan for the program to the USDA for approval. 
when school is out, they lose access to, to those school meals again. So summer EBT is a, a great resource for families to be able to, to have some extra money to support them during the summertime and, and connect kids to meals again. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's summer EBT will be a permanent program beginning this summer. For Public News Service, I'm Danielle Smith. Meantime, some 44 million Americans struggle with hunger, including a quarter million in New Mexico. A nationwide food bank network wants Congress to help. Feeding America's Vince Hall says money for the emergency food assistance program in the Farm Bill should be doubled, from $450 million to $900 million. Hall says it's likely many of us are in relationships with people struggling with hunger, whether we know it or not. 63% of the counties in the United States are rural, but 87% of counties that are experiencing the highest rates of food insecurity are rural. So the problem is definitely more severe. He says the demand for food is higher now than it was at the peak of the pandemic and shows no sign of abating, while the cost of fuel, labor, and refrigeration for food banks has risen. I'm Roz Brown. Finally, Farid Siddiqui lets us know spring brings about migration season for birds, but our home and workplace windows could often prevent them from getting to their final destination. Wayne State University was recently awarded a grant by the Detroit Zoological Society to conduct research on bird mortality from window strikes. Ava Landreff with the Detroit Bird Alliance says more than half of the bird window strikes happen at low-rise and residential buildings and not on skyscrapers as most would imagine. Most people don't know that bird window collisions are the second highest cause of direct human-caused mortality of birds, and this is surpassed only by outdoor and feral cats. The research shows 33% of the world's population cannot see the Milky Way galaxy due to light pollution. And for birds that navigate using the stars, this hazy sky is causing deadly results. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service. Member Elissa supported. Here's our radio stations, big and small. Your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.